I've seen your calendar. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I thought I had a full calendar, and then you showed me your calendar, and I went, oh my goodness, that is a full calendar. I used to chase the ROI all the time, return on investment. And over the course of time, that has evolved into what I call return on life. Hi everyone, this is Randy Dick and I have an amazing guest today on the Return on Life podcast. Of course, it's not always about the ROI, return on investment, but it's more about the return on life. And today I've got an amazing guest, GoGo. That's all we need to know is GoGo, but GoGo Betke. And GoGo is an amazing agent, but not only an agent, but a superstar when it comes to Instagram. She's got her own TV show, top 125 from Success Magazine in 2022 is the most influential you know, agent around, top 3% in the nation. And we're not talking just in one state, but in North America. So welcome here, GoGo, with no further ado. How are you doing? Oh, I am wonderful. I actually wrote, wrote down Return on Life. I like that. Hmm. Well, you know, it's all about chasing something and we chase whatever it is. And so for so many years, it was always about what am I getting on this as far as the ROI? And then, of course, when you do this business for so long, and I'm now 32 years in the business, I started thinking there's got to be more than just a return on investment. And that's when I came up with this thought of myself doing everything for the ROL, the return on life, and which is what brought me to eXp as well, by the way. So it's great to have you on. And uh, we're going to obviously talk about the return on life a little bit. By the way, what does that mean to you when you hear return on life? What does that mean, just out of the gate? So I was thinking that same thing as you said it. And I said, isn't that true? Because I've worked myself uh, so set into a burnout twice in my career, right? Um, and then I made me re <laughs> twice because the first time I didn't learn it clearly, right? Um, so because it made me realize, hold on a minute, why am I working this hard for? I don't even have time to spend the money. I don't have time to go anywhere, do anything. Like I don't even have time to shop on freaking Amazon, let alone to go to a store. And like, I used to go to Marshall's after a closing and just walk around in the store and do a little retail therapy and grab a Starbucks and go do lunch with Christy. And, you know, Christy is my right hand. So like these kind of things. And then you get into this grind and you go, 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 go. And you look up one day, it's like, hold on a minute. Like my husband reminded me, because when I switched to EXP, I said, you know, give me three years, I'm going to work like a mad woman. So we'll never have to work again. And I don't have to work. We don't have to work ever again, right? We are in that situation, but it's four and a half years later and I'm still in the ground because yes. now it's because I love it and because I want to change lives and I, I don't know when to stop, right? But in the same time, I learned to be super scheduled and then I schedule fun times too. So if I look back, all of my videos automatically save, right? Like when I do my stories and stuff on Instagram. And so when I look back on these memories, I was like, oh my gosh, I had so much life. Then I squeezed into these 41 years. I've been in so many places and I've done so many fun things and I met so many amazing people and got so many amazing opportunities. So yes, go chase your dream, but make sure that you're turning it into memories, right? Like your money is just, it, it's, it's neutral. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just there to give you the opportunities that you can afford. The more you make, the cooler opportunities you can afford, the better foods you can eat, the beautiful places you can go to. So yeah, spend it on life. You talk about dreams. Uh, when did you have the dream of what you're doing today? 
become manifested? Like when did that start? And and maybe let us know, like you're you're from Romania originally, right? That's your homeland. Yeah. When did you come to North America and, and how did this all transpire into you being this Instagram superstar? And by the way, I, I always say, you know, it's the IG, it's a university of IG, university of Instagram, where you can either learn or be be distracted or get thrown <laughs> offline. But uh, maybe share a little bit about your story. Uh, it's an incredible story. So I came to the US when I was 21 years old by myself. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know a single human being in this country. I barely spoke the language. Even till this day, I don't have anyone related to me by blood on this whole continent wow. besides, my two, besides my two children, right? So um, with that being said, I remember being about eight years old and communism in Romania ended. So they shot Ceausescu, they put him to the wall and shot him in the head. And my parents thought it was a great idea to make us watch it live. <laughs> While I did, I was eight years old, right? And uh, that's when our life changed in Romania because we became a democratic country and we started getting access to the Western world and television and newspapers and magazines and chocolates and oranges. I've never had an orange until then or banana because there was no Western world coming in right it was only whatever we grew in the country and and so finally getting access to the western world my dad went and bought a color television and a vcr player and came home with 48 hours by eddie murphy and i thought it was one of the funniest movies i have ever seen in my entire life i thought he was hilarious i don't know if it was the translation <laughs> maybe it was got lost in translation right but he was so funny and I remember he looked so happy to me. Well, first of all, that was the first black person I've ever seen. I didn't even know they existed because when you're cut off from the Western world, you are cut off from the Western wow. world. You don't wow. know anything besides your backyard. That's all you know, right? And so first of all, I seen a black person. Second of all, he was so happy. And I remember I'm like, I'm going to whatever. Like I was eight, what do I know, right? I was, I remember I'm like, I need to go wherever he's at because he's so happy where he's at. And I wasn't happy where I was at, right? So this is my eight-year-old self. Then life happens and life goes on and whatnot. But that underlying message that I put out to the universe became true when I was 21 years old. I, I wanted to come to America. I was in my third year of college and I was supposed to speak English. In my third year, I was supposed to take an exam. Uh, now, mind you, the English I speak today, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't speak like 3% of this, right? Um, I really didn't know besides basic English of like, how do you do? Because I learned British English and I need, I will water, water. I think we, we learned that. So like just basics, right? So I figured if I come to the US, uh, maybe as an au pair or work on a cruise ship or something, because coming from Romania, I have to have visa and it's super hard to get a visa. Um, I figured I'd take one of those jobs, come live between the Americans for a year, learn the language and then go home. Um, so I applied to be an au pair. I applied a live-in nanny. I applied to work on a cruise, a cruise ship. And I also applied to work, you're gonna laugh. I applied to work on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean. Wow, wow. That, that was gonna take me to America, right? Could you, thank God that God doesn't answer all of our prayers. <laughs> thank God, and sometimes God is like, you'll never make it there, honey. You'll be pregnant on day one. Like, just forget it. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine me in an oil rig in the middle of the ocean? Like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? I didn't even think I understood what I applied for, right? So anyway, I applied for all three. I got all three of them. I got accepted for all three jobs, but the au pair job called me first. So I said yes to that one first. And so I decided to come to the U.S. as an au pair. My host parents lived in Brighton, Michigan. And so that's how I got to Michigan. And mm -hmm. then 
two months later, I met my husband. And wow. uh, two months after that, we were married. So we having our 20th wedding anniversary on August 11th in a couple of days. Congratulations. Here. Thank you so much. And um, not, not, I did all kinds of odd jobs at first, right? I worked in a jewelry store. I worked restaurant food safety. I worked, I mean, you name it, I did it, right? And then eventually, as I was working as a server in a restaurant, I realized I don't really like this job and I probably should be a realtor. My neighbor thought I would make a great realtor. So I went into real estate. I went and studied and passed right away. Um, and then reality kicked in of like, who's gonna buy a house from me? I don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cousin or a college friend. Uh, I didn't grow up with anyone. Like I seriously knew no one. So I was like, <laughs> my name, my real name is impossible to pronounce. So my real name is Junjvir. Impossible to pronounce. Nobody's going to be calling that name on the yard. So I'd be like, I would love to buy a house if you can't even pronounce your name, right? Yeah. Um, had no money, no sphere of influence, no college education, no sales experience. Like you name it, I had none of it. Um, but I'm a sore loser and I'm a, I'm, I'm a great studier. Hmm. So I love learning things I don't know. And I love, love to learn from the ones who do it or oh, done it, I should say, successfully. So I interviewed everyone in our office to see how they got to where they are, the top producers. I don't interview the losers because there's no point of knowing what they do. Um, I don't even want to have that information to take up space in my brain, right? So I only interview the winners and uh, figured out what they do for a living and I or how they get all the leads. And I realized that uh, I don't like any of those ways. I don't like to cold call. Uh, I have an accent and my name is Gogo. <laughs> wrong line of work right i like to door knock i'm five foot two little blondie stranger danger i am not going up to someone's house right and begging for the business and also i always had like a little chip on my shoulder to be like you're lucky if you get to work with me even when i wasn't a top producer yet i just knew what i bring to the table i'm a super hard worker yeah uh, and there's no no in my book if there's a way i will find it if there's nowhere i will create it right so either way we are winning right so but with all that being said uh, I did the research, realized what I'm not willing to do, like the cold calling, the door knocking, the all that. And that left me kind of with nothing. I was like, okay, well then where are the strangers? Because I need to find the strangers who are going to buy and sell with me. And I figured there are, I mean, everybody and their grandmother is on Facebook. So I know how to use Facebook. It's free. I created a business page called Gogo's Real Estate and then the rest is history. Wow. 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 So much there. Have you asked yourself, why you, why me? Like all of these things, why go-go? Like, why did you, I mean, today you don't have any relatives in this country. Um, did you ever ask yourself, why me? Why me for greatness? Why yeah, me yeah, for, like yeah. Why, why is this all falling on me? Why am I fighting through this? What is um, driving me to keep going? Because I'm sure there were so many times that you're just doubting what you're doing and, and the direction that you're going, or maybe not, maybe not. Um, I, I actually want to say, I don't. I look at things of, uh, I don't have to do it. I get to do it. Okay. It's a good answer. You know, doubt, uh, just to talk on doubt, I often find that people really doubt things and then they think it's a no. But I see doubt as just being... Um, a bit of a, a, a caution break or a speed bump. Just slow down just so you can rethink things a little bit, but you're still going to move forward. So that's how I see doubt. But yeah. um, I learned a lesson um, 
it was, you know how sometimes you learn little bits of, of lessons. So it's multiple lessons in one. And then I put together the picture, right? Um, <laughs> I start with this one. I was flying one time and this lady was sitting next to me and uh, we hit it off. There was an older lady, like cute little thing, right? Well-traveled, well-spoken. She was a teacher in her life, but she loved to travel, right? So we're sitting next to each other and we are talking and chitty-chatting. And for whatever reason, the plane was taking a long time to take off, right? Um, so we were talking, like I felt like I've known her for days, hours by the time the plane is taking off. And finally, as the plane is taking off, I looked at her and I said, hey, sorry, as the plane is taking off, I have to pray and close my eyes because I used to be super afraid of flying, right? And um, she literally <laughs> taps me as my eyes are closed and I'm praying. She taps me. She's like, um, do you look think dad? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I just told you that I need to pray. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I do believe in God. And she goes, so do you believe in God sometimes or all the time? Mic drop. Mm-hmm. Because she goes, if you believe in God on, on the floor, on the ground, then you should believe in God in the air because God is always everywhere. Right. So you can't choose when to believe in God and when not to believe in God, right? If you believe, you believe. If you don't, you don't. You only have fear when you have lack of faith. So true. So true. Well said. That is well said. So I don't ever question why. If God so, gave me the idea, he meant it for me. All I need to do is go and live it out. Okay, so then who are you in the quiet then? So, you know, you've shared that you, you're a believer. You share that you believe in God, that God is all around. So who are you in the quiet and uninterrupted? Because, I mean, we see you on all these platforms. Um, you know, we connect at conferences and it's always go, 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 literally go, go, which yeah. is go, go. But uh, who are you in the quiet? Who are you in the uninterrupted? So you were... I would say probably most people would be surprised to find this out, but I am uh, an introvert. I love to spend time with myself. I also need to spend time with myself because as, long, as, as much as I love people uh, and I get charged by them, I also get drained. I get what I call people doubt. Um, when I get people doubt, I need to come home and just be by myself. And my family actually knows that when I go on these speaking engagements and things, I love it. I love the people I get to know you guys and go out to dinners and drinks and, you know, just mingle and all that. But when I come home, I am so drained, right? So I need those three days with myself. I usually come home and sit in the tub and read a book and just watch a documentary and just be by myself, right? So I need that myself time. Um, I'm also a biggest nerd. You're probably meet in this little blondie's body. I love um, reading and documentary. I spend a lot of time thinking. Um, so everybody in my family knows as long as there's coffee in my mug, don't talk to me. So I usually wake up early and I have a, I make my coffee and then I have a chair where I sit. That's like my thinking chair. That's my time with God. Um, and I just sit there and I enjoy my coffee and I just think. And I just, you know, I, I'm a night owl. Here's another thing. I'm a super night owl. So I go to bed at between 1 and 2 a.m. And I wake up around um, 8.30 every morning. My day usually starts around 9 o'clock in the morning. And it's just always how I've been. I'm not the 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. clubber. I'm sleeping <laughs> at that time. But late at night is when my brain works and when I'm creative. So I usually go through a long day or go, 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 as you call it, right? And I can't just, like, fall over and die and sleep, right? I have to, like, think through what happened and what I learned from it and, what I want to accomplish with that information the following day. And then I look at my calendar for the following day. 
um, to kind of see like, oh, do I have to be up early? Do I have to put makeup on or not? Like, do I have to leave the house or not? Right. So I can like kind of plan my day in my head. I'm super organized, uh, but I need help with organization. So naturally, I am not a detailed person. So like creating appointments and putting links in there and figuring out what time works for who, I would probably cut my veins if I had to do it for a living. I can't, um, but I live and die by my calendar. I'm never mm-hmm. late when it comes to Zoom meetings. In-person appointments, I'm always late. <laughs> uh-huh. Then I have to drive and then I text and drive and I'm like, next thing I know, I take the wrong exit. And you know what I mean? But online appointments, I'm always on time super organized. Uh, I've seen your calendar. It's crazy. I thought I had a full calendar and then you showed me your calendar and I went, oh my goodness, that is a full calendar. Yeah, but I tried to work Monday to Wednesday and then take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I, I squeeze in 40 hours worth of work into three days, three business days. Okay, so that just doesn't happen by accident. Um, there's There's great discipline qualities there's great leadership qualities involved in that and I know you've got a whole army of people working behind the scenes for you and behind the curtain um, tell me a little bit about leadership like that just doesn't happen without you know somebody at the top you know all things you know fall from leadership what is your leadership style how do you get all of this accomplished and keep everybody on task and on track Wow, that's a loaded question, right? So I have built, I have had assistants, multiple (laughs) different kinds, right? We learn as we grow where we have weaknesses and where we have strengths. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes the same thing that gets you to success is your weakness, not your weakness, but it's your worst quality. Um, So the way I put that, in order to succeed, you have to take no like there's no no in my book I'll just go and do it my way if you say no I don't care I'll just go around you I'll go around you right like I don't care I've always been like that whatever I feel like it's meant to be mine it is mine consider it done I don't care who's in the way right I always been like that and I always work super hard when I'm awake it's go 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 and that's what I expect from my people right and then it's super hard to realize that there's a reason why they work for me and they don't do this for themselves because they don't have that. If they had it, they would just do it for themselves, right? So you, I can't expect the people that help me grow, right? And take me to places I wanna go to have the same work ethic, to have the same mindset, to have the same speed. It's impossible. If they did it, they would do it for themselves, right? So the hardest thing for me is not expect people to be like me. And my my people tell me all the time, it's like, go, go, I can't do it with your speed. <laughs> Well, they can't do it at your speed. Because there's a go-go speed. There is a go-go speed. I've seen you um, in action. So there's a go-go speed. But also you talk about the details. That's not who you are, your big picture. And so you hire, I'm sure, for the details and everything in between. And that's what really makes true leadership. Uh, You know, my, my version of leadership is that if I'm creating leverage so not not leverage that I'm leveraging somebody else but they can leverage me as well and then I'm creating legacy in their world then I can say I'm a leader so leverage plus legacy equals leadership and I sense that in you too that you love to create incredible people with a little bit of your go-go juice and then they create legacy in their own lives and that's true leadership 
Yeah, so Christy, my right hand, technically she's my left hand because she's left-handed. Um, she's in the other room on a Zoom call right now, but she's been with me. This is our 10th year together, right? So everything that we have built, we have built it together. And that's my favorite. I always tell her that she's the she's the girl to my Oprah. Like I love being able to build with her. I love people around me for a very long time who deserve this fat, right? I love to grow with people and then take those people who started with me at the bottom all the way to God knows what's in the future for us, right? That's how I like to do it. I don't necessarily like to fire, but I am quick to fire. So if someone breaks my trust, trust and loyalty is, loyalty is number one for me. If, I always tell people, you only you only put a knife in my back one time. And they, they know that and they see it in action. If someone no shows to a meeting, I will never talk to them again. If someone uh, puts a knife in my bag, that was the last time we talked. Like, I just don't allow people into my life that don't deserve a spot. There's only one of me, only 24 hours. And I want to spend the time with the people who deserve that, that time, right? And I truly, even in my business life, I mean, we show up in our PJs. We do most of our stuff from Zoom calls, right? Like, I feel like we are a family, and then we just get to do this thing together and make money together. Um, I love my team. My my uh, VAs, I started using VAs about three years ago. Um, I would say 80% of them are still with us. A couple of them left and they didn't see the way we see the world. And that's totally fine. Or we had to fire a couple. But to go back to hire, to hire so you don't have to fire, talking about disc assessments, um, I'm huge on disc assessment. So if you don't know who you are on paper, and on paper, like here's the number one, a good leader, you need to know your strengths and you need to know your weaknesses and you have to own it, right? You can't possibly be good in everything and that's perfectly fine. I'll be the first one to tell you my weaknesses, right? So I'll take a disc and I'll take a disc, I would say probably every five years because we change too. Mm-hmm. As, as life changes, we change too, right? And you see the world a little different than you saw it when you were 21 years old and it was more important for you to go party than it was to go read a book. Now I'd rather read a book and be by myself on the beach than go party. Right. So it's just we change too as humans. Um, so with that being said, I would recommend for you to take a desk so you know who you are. And then depending on what job you're hiring for. So, for example, if I'm hiring for an, an executive assistant, I need them to have skills that I don't. Right. I need them to have that that attention to detail, to have the patience to be. It's not like I'm not kind, but I'm super blunt. Right. So if I because I don't have the time. Right. So I don't have the time to explain you something 10 times. I'm going to ask you once and you better do it or record it and then listen to it again. I don't know what to tell you because I'm not going to repeat myself. Right. So because of that, I need people in my life who are super patient. And you talk kind of fast, too. Yes. And I do talk fast. So that's what my people say is like, I always, so I do a lot of voice notes and then they keep the voice note and then they replay it to be like, oh, that's what she said. Right. Because I do talk fast and I have an accent on top of it. And you know what I mean? Um, So my personal disc, I'm a high D and I, I like a little S, but non-existency. Right. So if I'm hiring for an executive assistant, I need her to have super high C, very detail oriented, always on time, a super high S. So then they would want to take care of others before they take care of themselves, because I need babysitting because I have a million things going on at the same time. And I don't need them to have a DNI because then we're going to butt heads. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. So I have the, kind of the hiring portion down to a science, but it did take us. Um, quite a few years and trial and error until we figured out what is our sweet spots for each of these different positions. Right. And along the way, of course, you're always learning. So there's probably moments early on and you've been licensed now for, is it 15 years, 16 years? Um, 2011, 12. Okay, 12 years. So along the way, of course, there's 
probably, oh my goodness, what do we do here? So you're always continually learning. But today you've made it pretty much bulletproof because of your leadership, hiring, understanding who you need, who you don't need. So amazing. Any uh, tips that you can share with our viewers on, on any of that about uh, maybe some things that you learned in the last even one to three years on the hiring side that may be beneficial other than DISC? Is there anything that comes to your mind? Yeah, absolutely. One of the lessons that it took me the longest to learn is you have to spend money to make money. Mm. So I came from communism and not having. So when I make money, right, it's like I want to hold it. I want to be like, oh, no, it's mine. What if I never have it again? So I might as well just, you know, hold on to it. And so what I'm saying by that is most people will wait to hire things until their heads are spinning. So did right? did somebody influence you in that way or was that just something that that you learned along the way? Well, multiple lessons, right? One of the lessons is I got a, co a coach in my real estate business and she asked me, um, well, so, so many lessons I learned from her, um, but she asked me one time, we were on a coaching call, right? And she asked me, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, she, she can hear the laundry in the background, right? Because I was doing laundry and coaching because I can multitask. <laughs> I'm a woman, right? I can run a load of laundry and be at my $1,000 coaching call, right? And she goes, are you really paying attention? Because I guarantee you didn't take a single note. And I was like, oh, she's right, right? Because I'm running around doing laundry. Busted. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, wow, that's a very expensive load of laundry. Hmm. So I paid a thousand dollars to be on a coaching call with her. And instead of paying attention and learning something new to make that thousand dollars back, I decided it was more important to do a load of laundry. So now if you know your hourly rate is really one guess is going to nail it in. I want all of you to calculate your hourly rate. And it's super simple. Take the money that you made last year. Not the one you're paying taxes on, but the money that you made, all the money that came in. Not what you're writing off. Okay. Let's say it's $250,000. Divided by 2,080. If you work a healthy 40-hour week, you work 2,080 hours a year. So 250,000 divided by 250,000 divided by 2,080, it's 120 bucks. Mm -hmm. That means every time you do what you do to make money, you make $120 in that hour. So that could be you responding to emails it's showing up to appointments and doing coaching calls, listing appointment, buy side deal, whatever that you do that made it 120 or the $250,000. Now, if you answer your LinkedIn messages, this is where it hit me one time. I logged into LinkedIn. I had 940 some messages. It was mostly, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be mad. Oh my gosh, let's connect. Da, 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 let's do lunch, right? Really four messages out of the 900 and some odd messages I had to respond to. There was an opportunity or for a podcast or for a listing appointment, one of those, right? So here I am spending four hours to respond or delete or accept or whatever I was doing there. Does that make me 120 bucks an hour? No. Does it need to get, do I want to miss those four opportunities in a 940 messages? I don't want to miss those four, but I don't want to have to read 936 of them to find the four, right? that was my first thing of like, I need to hire this out. So now that you know that your hourly rate is 120 bucks, guess how much a VA is gonna cost you? An hour, an average. Under 10 bucks. You can get VAs for three bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. If you're paying them five bucks an hour, they are doing very good. That's international average, right? So five bucks an hour versus 120. So she told me, take a piece of paper, 
and write on it, it's a very expensive load of laundry and stick it right above your laundry machine and never touch it again. I haven't done laundry in, can't even tell you, five, six, seven years probably. No. I also do, so I have a chef, I don't cook. I have a house assistant who helps us everything in the house. And I have a house cleaner who helps us clean it once a week, like the, the deep clean. And then I have 14 different assistants in seven different job capacities who do anything from design to communication and social media, to numbers and trackers, to executive assistant, to personal assistant, you name it, I have it. So unless whatever I'm doing is making me that 120 bucks an hour, which now my hourly rate is 2,400 bucks an hour, unless I'm making 2,400 bucks an hour, I am not doing it. Somebody else is on the team. You have people. That's awesome. But you have to spend that money, right? Like think of it this way. Yes, laundry is an in-person event, Someone's going to come over and you pay how much? 20, 25 bucks an hour. But if you sit down and you do what you're good at, it's going to make you 120. So most people look at it. Well, I can do the laundry and save 20 bucks. You're not saving 20. You're losing 100. Because if you would have do what makes you money, you would have made 120. Mm -hmm. So being like at the top 125 of most influential realtors in the nation, a lot of people probably want to mimic you or say, hey, I'm going to follow GoGo's path. What is the one thing that you do or that you would recommend as a priority? And I'm thinking it's probably got to do something with a social platform. And if that's the case, which social platform would you be recommending to somebody to say, I'm going to go all in on this platform? Well, I wouldn't recommend to go in on all in on anything. Sorry to say it that way, because you don't want someone to have that much power over your brand. Technically, they own that platform. You don't. Even your brand is on their platform. They can wake up one day and it's gone. You know, right? I mentioned that to me in, in August of 2019, when I met you the first time in Vegas at the uh, the Red Rock, you mentioned that. Yeah, and that was uh, you, can't, you can't put all just like you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, no matter what you do. If you're playing a social media game, you shouldn't put your eggs in one basket either. Mm -hmm. That platform could shut down. You might get banned. You might get your account shut. Like, who knows? Right. Of course, it can also go on forever, but you should be everywhere. Not only that, because you don't know where your audience is. There might be someone on YouTube who would really like to learn from me. They just don't know that I exist because they are YouTube people. They are not Instagram people. There might be someone on LinkedIn who would really like to learn from me or be a partner of mine or join my bootcamp or whatever than I do but they don't know of me if I'm not on LinkedIn because they're LinkedIn people right so I want you to think of all of these buckets have different type of personalities and they enjoy that platform now mine personally is Instagram so I'm on Instagram all the time that's the only platform that I personally post on so when you see a post of mine the original post was made on Instagram and from there it automatically posts on Facebook and then from there, my virtual assistant, uh, uh, Karen, and she does my social media posts. She'll take it. She posted on YouTube. She posted on LinkedIn. She posted on TikTok. She posted on all kinds of Facebook groups. So to answer your question long-windedly, I believe that you should be everywhere. I don't believe that you should be making the posts everywhere. I believe in systems and processes. So if there are uh, different platforms that you can link together, like the Facebooks and Instagrams, link them together, post on one, it will post on both automatically. A system will do the work for you. 
For all the other ones that you cannot link together just so you can have a presence on them, hire a VA. You make one post, it's gonna take you whatever, two, three, five minutes on whichever your home platform. For me, that's Instagram. For you, it might be Facebook, right? So if you join Facebook, make your post on Facebook and then have your VA take it from there and plaster it everywhere. So you are everywhere, you just didn't do the work everywhere. And so to get some traction on one of these social platforms, whatever platform you choose, how much effort and time do you need to spend in really finding success on that platform? I mean, I spend probably five minutes a day. That's if it. About, well, a post, how long is a post going to take you? You take a picture, you edit it, or you take a quick video. If, if you're doing a reel, it's one and a half minutes. So let's say it takes you one and a half minutes to do a video. I don't overthink it. I don't edit it. I don't just like take it, go with it, right? If somebody doesn't like it, they're not my people. I'm not looking for them. I'm looking for the people who do like me, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's say it takes you five minutes. And then I'll spend in my stories. I probably do 10, 15 stories a day which are probably a minute each. So let's say it's 15 minutes plus the five minutes post. So let's say 20 minutes of work. Yeah. But that is out there for the world forever, unless I take it off. Right? So I can reach, literally, I just looked at my account yesterday. In the last 30 days, we reached 982,000 accounts. So almost a million people in 30 days. Wow. Right? So... What can you do in 30 days that you would reach a million people if, if social media didn't exist? If you were dialing or sending emails, like, yeah, you could send emails, but it would probably crash your account if you tried to send a million emails at once. Um, also, how long would it take you to build that database, right? So the way I look at it, the more eyeballs, the more opportunities. I just need to go where the eyeballs are. Um, and then I don't think it takes a long time if you figure out how the platform works. Each of them has their own little quirks. Right. Right? and what they like and what they don't like. But if you learn to play by the rules, which again, you don't have to learn the rules. The VA has to learn the rules. Your assistant has to learn right. the rules. Your assistant learns the rules, audits your business, audits how well you're doing, and then lets you know, hey, we're, we're doing great or we need to adjust something, right? What's, yeah. your, what's your greatest gift or your superpower and when did you know that it was? When did you know you had a superpower and when and what is it? Oh, gosh, I don't think I've ever been asked this question. But the first thing that pops up in my mind, I think I'm relentless. You are. I just don't take no for an answer. If there is no way I will create one, if I will call you until you say yes. I mean, I will drive someone out of their ever loving mind. They just like, OK, 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 fine. Just shut up already, would you? And, and so, when and when did yeah. you know you had that? Was it at an early age? Like, was it? Like, I always been like this. Yeah, I think God created me super impatient. My dad used to say, oh my gosh, child, yesterday was too late for you. And I was like, that's right. That's right. Yesterday was too late. Like I wanted something. I wanted it like way before yesterday. Not today, not tomorrow. Like give it to me. Wow. Okay, let's go to real estate for a bit here. What yeah. is the future of real estate and the future of a real estate agent? Is that in jeopardy or is it uh, are we going to be enhanced in a different way with ai what's what's the future of real estate and the real the realtor in the game yeah um i do believe technology is here to stay right it's been here for a while so you better embrace that idea because it ain't going anywhere mm -hmm. remember back in the day when people was like what am i going to need an email address for could you imagine today without an email address like 
on a dot com, like it's impossible. We can't. You have to have technology. So I feel like as long as people are willing to learn of what's coming our way and not be scared of the new, it's just like embrace it. Hey, this is where we are going. I mean, imagine when I got licensed, this is only 12 years ago. We I used to fax offers. Imagine yeah. if I was trying to fax an offer today. I don't even know if anybody owns a fax machine anymore. And if I could find one, and even if I find one, they probably would never get my offer. Right? So you have to change. Change is inevitable. So I think the agents that been in the industry for a very long time, the good old boys that have been doing real estate this way for 50 years are going to be out of business unless they change. Right? It's not going to work anymore. The handshake doesn't work anymore. You need... um what do they call it? Uh, cyber proof? Like, oh, when was this time? Did they sign it electronically? What time did they sign it? All that, right? Handshake will, won't cut it anymore. Um, and I feel like the agents who got into real estate um, the last few years that got, got into it because, how do I say this nicely? An idiot could sell a house two years ago, yep. right? Um, those agents are also going to be out of business because that was an ex, I call them accidental agents. They accidentally sold the house. They didn't learn how to market. They didn't learn how to lead generate. They didn't learn how to, um, you know, nurture a potential lead into closing. It just fell on their lap and, oh, shoot, they bought a house, right? Um, I think those agents are also going to be out of business. Um, but I think the ones who are in it, who understands that anything worth having is hard work. Um, so as LB Stasek says it, if it's easy, life, if you do what's easy, life's going to be hard. If you do what's hard, life's going to be easy. Right. So if you embrace the new things and the technology and the new ways we are doing things, you're going to have it easy. You have, no matter what this industry throws at us, you're going to be able to figure it out because you're going to have systems and processes in places. The agents who are fighting the idea of the new era of the AIs and the chat GPTs and all of these different apps, I think they're going to get a real job, as I like to call it. Which fits right into return on life, how you can use technology to have more life. And uh, you've done such a great job with having your virtual assistants and all your people that help you with getting more and more life, but also technology is really you know, part of that big piece for you as well. Love yeah. that. Hey, who's the best in the world at what you do? And that could be you. Who's the best? Who do you think's the best? Oh my gosh. I know it's a tough question because you know, we, in real estate, we always think we're the best. I'm number one. I'm this. I'm number one in personality. I'm number one in sales volume. I'm number one in whatever it is. Well, I learned so many things from so many different people. So I'm going to name a couple names, okay. right? Um, Oprah, because I think she's very influential and very inspirational and she teaches. That's what I want to be Oprah when I grow up. I want to just coach and help others hmm. live their best life how they want to right love that help them see the world in a different light um i love tony robbins um kind of the same reason but i feel like he's a little bit more technological because he sells courses and he sells boot camps and he sells you know masterminds and in-person events and all of those things that i enjoy doing um i think krista mayshore is amazing so in the industry i think uh we get confused <laughs> sometimes with each other yeah some people think i'm krista they think she's me um in the technology world, like I think um, like the Grand Cardones, right? When it comes to real estate and investing and stuff, I think he built a great brand for himself online and he uses social media to build that, continuously build that brand for himself. Um, himself, I love the Ed Milats of the world, right? Of, uh, of business and spirituality kind of just mixed in into one. 
I love those free speakers that just kind of say it how they see it kind of podcast, right? Yeah. I always like, oh, I wish I had balls like they do. <laughs> I think think you do have balls like they do. Come on, come on. Hey. Uh, um, But I try not to do anything political, try not to talk about anything vaccination, and you know, like all of the things that either way you lose half of your followers, like no matter what side. You're You're polarizing at that point. Yes. So I try not to talk about, you know, anything like that, which is super hard for me. Um, Hey, do a self plug for yourself. What do you do? You've got some boot camps. Why don't you do a self plug while you're, while we're talking about, you know, rocking out the world and, and, you know, changing the world. What do you got going on? Thank you. So, um, go, gopreneur is my TV show. I had a TV show reach out to me or a, or a network reach out to me and ask me if I want to have a TV show. And I was like, Oh my gosh, do I want to, do I maybe, maybe I do. Uh, I was like, what does it take to have a TV show? Like, I don't even know. Right. And when, when we started researching all this, I, I was like, what, what would my TV show be about? And I was like, well, I don't do just real estate anymore. I do so many different things. I started nine companies. Many of them are multi-million dollar companies. I'm like, I am more of an entrepreneur today than a realtor. Right. So I was like, okay, I want to do something entrepreneurial. So in the Gogopreneur TV show, which you can buy, find on gogopreneur.com or you can find on YouTube, I just try to bring all kinds of things of what my life is about. Right. So we have time management, we have VAs, we have like we just bought an Airbnb, we did an episode on that, what it's like to set up your Airbnb. So I try to just take people along the ride of like, you know, how to build wealth and what are the lessons we learn in the middle and all of that. So that's Gogopreneur. Um, also, I have a lot of boot camps, right? So I used to have no longer sell it anymore, my social media boot camp. Um, and then that's pretty much started the the madness in my in my boot camps. And then when I came to EXP and I became really good at agent attraction, I built my agent attraction boot camp because people would ask me all the time, hey Gogo, can you teach me this? Or how do you do that? Or can you build me this website and these landing pages? So we built Gogo's Bootcamp Agent Attraction. So if anybody's listening right here who wants to learn how to build a local team or build a downline, if you are with a brokerage that allows you to build a downline, um, like Randy and I are both with EXP, but surprisingly most of my students are not exp they're privately owned brokerages or they're big team leads at other brokerages of course we have a lot of exp agents as well but i was super surprised how many outsiders bought the bootcamp um so if uh, you want to learn how to build a team go to bootcamp.com and then recently I, i'm huge on training a lot of knowledge like i'm all about staying up with what's going on in the industry and doing training on anything that you can think of we had you a couple of times on here because you're a badass rock star so thank you so much for your knowledge and coming to train us um so i realized most of our trainings were locked um for team gogo agents only and it's like a private group right and then through the year so many people's like but how could i be a part like how could i learn from you right and also through the years i had lenders title companies inspectors small business owners be like hey gogo could i come to this training it's time management would i would that apply to me right and i was like but time management is time management. It doesn't matter if you own a yoga studio or a dog walking business or you're a lender or a realtor, right? So then it took me years to kind of figure out how can we do this, but then we created what's called um, Go Get em webinars. So every call I, I end with Go Get them, guys, right? Go get what's yours. Go get them. Um, so we call them Go Get them webinars. And so now that is an option if anybody's listening here who wants to learn in snippets. So it's a database of online trainings, just like this, uh, that we are doing here, right? Um, just a little bit more on a specific subject for everything, right? And then you can be a part of that. Every month we release 
um, new tradings and you also get access to the previous database. So those are the three major things that I do, but you can find me on Gogo's Real Estate on Instagram or any platform. You're everywhere, you're everywhere. It's so easy to find you, Gogo. Awesome, awesome stuff. Hey, well, let's uh, finish off with a little bit of speed round here. So speed round. If you had the choice to be at one of these four places, beach, mountain, country, or city, where would you be? Oh gosh, I love them all for different reasons, but if I have to pick one, beach, God is at the beach. Beach, okay. Fine dining, takeout, Uber Eats, or a home-cooked meal? It's, it's a toss-up between five dining and home-cooked meal. Okay. I'm going to go with home-cooked meal. I'm coming yes. to your house for a home-cooked meal. Yes, I can make you a mean chicken paprikash. I cook Hungarian when I cook. Oh, love it, love it. Um, what do you do to let your hair down? You've kind of shared a little bit about that, but you, nothing's going on. You just have it. It's me time. What's Go-Go doing? Watching a documentary. Ah, uh, on Netflix? Or Prime? I got to the end of anything. I mean, I think I watched every documentary ever existed. I, I mean, any subject. My husband is like, you watch a documentary and random subjects from cults all the way to mushrooms. I'm like, I'll watch anything. Like, I love learning, so I'll say documentaries. Okay. Favorite band? I don't know if Tina Turner was a band, but Tina Turner. Ah, uh, she's awesome. Text, email, phone call, or in person? Voice note. Voice note. Love it. Audible or book? Book. Hard copy in your hand paper book. Awesome. I like your book there, Darren Jacklin. Until yeah, I become. I just got it from him. It's autographed. I got it at the last event. It just awesome. Get awesome. Hey, last question. This is a trick one. If yeah. you were a scratch and sniff sticker, a scratch and sniff sticker, what would you be? And I'll give you time to think on, I love to be at the beach, like you, with my wife. I kite surf and pina coladas. So a pina colada sea breeze smell. When you scratch my sticker, it's going to be the beach with a pina colada. What's your scratch and sniff sticker? I don't know why, but this I love the smell, smell of hyacinths in the spring. Mm. You know, those little things that pop up and they only up there for like three days and then they die. Yeah. I love the smell of hyacinth. So I would be a hyacinth. Awesome. awesome. I, there, are no, there are no hyacinths at the beach, but hey, I can take that sticker with me. You can, you can. Hey, this has been full throttle today. Full throttle. Thank you so much, Gogo, for sharing so many great insights and just... Uh, you're so much fun, so much energy, and you just give back in such amazing ways. So thank you for being a guest on Return on Life Podcast, Go Go. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm. Till the next time. We'll see you. Bye, guys.